0: Good morning. Let's get us live. Good morning, good morning, happy Tuesday. Hope everyone is having a fantastic week. Uh, good morning Brendan. Uh, So welcome to Ladder Talk Live, a podcast visually for uh, leaders, thinkers, and future makers covering topics like personal branding, self-awareness, networking, fear, and career management. We are here Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. I am your host. I'm Coach Belina, and my mission is to help everyday leaders live extraordinary lives, We are live on multiple platforms today. So we are on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Entra, and Instagram. So if you see me pivot from screen to screen, please know that that is why happening. If you know that we're in interview week, and if you know anyone going through interviews this week or knows that they need some improvement within their uh, career, both on the nine-to-five world and in the entrepreneur world, please feel free to share this live. Uh, We are going to be going over some very deep information today. If you joined me yesterday, you know we got deep. Yesterday, we talked about um, how to kind of position yourself in the beginning uh, through the interview, what to expect. So today we're going into the nitty gritty and we're talking about the common interview questions and how to answer them. So we are specifically talking about um, all things interview this week, feel free to chime in. This is an interactive experience. Uh, If you have some value to add, feel free to chime in. Feel free to uh, put some some comments in the chat. Would love to hear from you. If this is your first time, feel free to introduce yourself into the chat. Would love to greet you. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be in the world. Um, We are happy to have you here today. So, we have a lot to cover today. So, I want to go ahead and get started, make sure we are uh, covering all of the things today. So, again, common interview questions and how to answer them. So, today um, we're going to cover what those questions are, questions are, excuse me, and uh, some ideas on, on how to answer them. Now, before I get into it, I want to let you know a little bit. About who I am, so you understand why why I teach this way. So I am a career and life coach as well as a technical recruiter. I've been in this space for over a decade now, and I notice, you know, from working for some of the most well-known tech companies known to man, hiring some of the smartest people in the entire world, in my opinion. um, I am realizing there has been a lot of people who are opportunities based on how they express themselves, based on how they present themselves in the interview. The interview is, is the main thing to get you in the door. Now, last week we talked about net, well, week before last, we talked about networking. We've, we've, you know, each week we have a different topic as it pertains to career. So today let's start talking about the questions and how to answer them, because I know these are very tricky. Good morning, Welton. Uh, these are very tricky for people who are not experienced with going through the interview on a regular basis. Okay. So number one, tell me about yourself typically every interview starts off with the opportunity for you to introduce yourself the goal of this question is to get you talking so just tell them about your life don't don't go you know too deep into everything because they're not asking you to recite your resume they already have that they tr- they're trying to get the human element of you um, give a brief over- overview of who you are and what you've been up to lately you can talk about You know, um, I've, you know, am such and such, been in this space for several years. I, you know, live in you know, whatever location you live in. And uh, I, for me personally, I like, uh, I'm kind of an adrenaline junkie. I like jumping out of airplanes for fun. Um, And I like uh, participating with companies that are kind of in the leading edge of technology who are constantly evolving and changing because I wanna be a part of the change. I enjoy hiring cool people and I enjoy, you know, the, the element of learning new things on a regular basis. Quick, simple, kind of brings it home, that type of thing, right? Uh, You want to make sure, again, when you are engaging in these conversations that you are, when you're engaging in these conversations, that you are providing an element of you into this. When we're in the tell me about yourself phase, we're giving ourselves an opportunity to provide the human element build that rapport. It's your job to have done your research on the person interviewing you as well as the company. So even bringing that element, if you see that you went to the same college or high school, or you follow the same sports team or follow the same people or whatever the case may be, find that element. Hey, I see you went to Florida State, you know, gold, whatever, you know, or I see that you are also an AKA, you know, Big up, sis, you know, whatever. (laughs) Just bring that level of community, uh, humanity to the interview. People will then warm up to you, which is exactly what you want. You need them to know, like, and trust you in the interview, just like you need to know, like, and trust them from a company perspective. Okay. Number two, why are you interested in working here? If you're just now joining, we are um, knee-deep in an interview week. And today's topic is common interview questions and how to answer them. Right now, we're on number two. Why are you interested in working here? The best way to answer this question is by describing the aspects of the job um, that interest you the most. You should, again, have done your research. We talked about how to research the company and all of that last week. Uh, so tune in to the replays if you did not have a chance to look at that. Um, we want to know if, if someone were interviewing for a position in marketing marketing, for example. They might say something like, I've always, you know, been drawn to marketing because I love working with people and figuring out how to communicate effectively. This particular marketing firm is right up my alley because I noticed you guys have been doing some great things in the space. You're really um, breaking barriers, et cetera, et cetera. It's your opportunity to flatter the business, which is what they need. They also need to know that you know what's going on. So that allows you early in the conversation to say, oh, I noticed that you, you know, your market cap has grown, you know, that you just recently went public that your stock is improving, that this, that, or the other, whatever the case may be, you need to continue to let them know that you know about this brand, that you know about this business, and that you're invested in it, okay? So if you have questions as you're watching this, feel free to chime in the chat, just letting you guys know this is interactive, so feel free to uh, comment, whatever you feel um, necessary as you're watching this. Number three, this is a tricky one. A lot of you um, probably have sweat, uh, when when you have people ask you this question, what is your greatest weakness? Now, this is a tricky question because they're trying to trip you up. It, it, it is a trick question, right? Um, the best way to answer this question is by being honest, but not too honest. Don't say, "Well, honestly, I don't like working." I try my best not to work. That is my biggest weakness. No one wants to hear that. That may be true, but don't say that in the interview. Okay. Um, Explaining how you've worked to overcome those weaknesses. For example, I used to have trouble staying organized, but now I use an app, you know, whatever that helps me keep track of my tasks every day. You know, a simple example that all of us have experienced. You can even reflect it back to when I first started in my uh, in my business or in this in this industry, you know, I really did not understand how to communicate in a certain factor or I struggled with keeping up with this or whatever the case may be, but it's giving a timeline that this is not my weakness now, but it was my weakness and how I overcame that was by doing X, Y, and Z, okay? It's giving you the honest answer, It's giving you a peek inside, but it's also talking about your ability to overcome those said objections. So keep that in mind when you're answering those questions. You want to continue to, throughout the entire interview, it's just two humans talking to one another. They're not any better than you. You're no better than them. It's just two humans having a conversation. The moment you start to really realize that, that nervousness will erase because we're just learning, we're learning each other right? In the conversation. When I first started in recruiting, I was petrified. I was so scared that they would know that I didn't know anything about this stuff, you know, because it's not my job. I'm not an engineer, right? Um, But I realized I didn't have to be. My job is to pre-qualify you for an opportunity to ensure that you're a good fit. My job is not to do the job for you. Otherwise, it wouldn't be hired. It wouldn't need to be hired for. You're an expert. I'm an expert in my field. You're an expert in yours. And that is okay. We can both exist separately and still have a a dialogue. The the sooner you can realize that, the sooner it'll be like, oh, wow, I didn't really think about it like that. Okay, what do you know? Number four, we got quite a few more to go through. Number four, what do you know about our company? Now, many people will ask you this question because they want to know if you're actually interested. If you say, well, honestly, you reached out to me, I never really looked. The least you can do is a Google search. That takes seconds, right? You should do some research before going into an interview so that you can talk about their company with some knowledge behind it. Right. You if they ask a question, be sure to mention something specific about their product or service or the industry they operate in. If, if you've done that research, which we talked about, you know, I noticed you just launched a new product or I noticed your market cap has increased. I know that you've done this, that or the other. You need to be relevant to the conversation. And the only way you're going to be able to do that is to do your re- research. I'm not saying you need to spend a whole weekend researching the company. A couple of hours could be sufficient, but you've got to do something so that when you go into those interviews, you're prepared. Okay. Once again, if you're just now joining, it is interview week at Ladder Talk Live, and today we are talking about common interview questions and how to answer them. Um, Number five: Where do you see yourself in five years? Comment in the chat. How many have how many of you have seen or have had that question? asked of you in an interview? It's a very common question. In five years, I would like to have learned more about what it takes to succeed in this industry, as an example. In five years, I'd like to have grown within the company, learn a little bit more about X, Y, and Z, right? Be specific. It, it I wouldn't say it's a trick question, but, but we as recruiters and hiring managers and decision makers, we're really trying to identify, do you have a plan? And does it align with the company value, the company mission, the company, or are you just accepting whatever? You don't really have a plan, and this is something we talk about, you guys. If you've been watching me, you know I cover this in my program. I cover this on a regular basis in our lives, and this is why. It's for you, but it's also for the interviews. What is your plan? Everyone needs a plan. If you don't have, the, this is some this this is you spend your majority of your life within a career. Whether it be business, whether it be your nine to five, entrepreneurship, whatever, you spend the majority of your life in in that. If you don't have a five-year plan for something you spend the majority of your time doing, that is a red flag. Now, I'm giving you a different perspective because I almost want you to think, I almost want you to look at yourself from a third person because it's like, whoa. Whoa. You've got a very good point there. I spend most of my time in my career, but I I don't have a long-term plan for what what I'm trying to do with all of this. Or I only intend to stay in this one position forever. No one wants a person either that's just happy with stagnant. Who, Who is in line to hire the person that says, well, I just hope to stay right here right now in the same very place. It's impossible if you're growing Your career will continue to grow. Hi, Ashley. Your career will continue to grow. So as such, you should have a plan for that. Once again, if you're just now joining, we are in interview week with Ladder Talk Live. And this, or excuse me, today we're talking about common interview questions and how to answer them. Number six, what would you, what would your previous manager say about your work ethic and performance? Now, this is a deep one because this helps us understand what you've done in the past and how it will influence your future, right? It's, it's something we've talked about um, on a high level uh, in terms of how you present yourself in the interview, but also those quantitative results that I keep telling you all to make sure are in your profile, Okay. So, I would say that my previous manager would say I had a great work ethic, work ethic. Excuse me. I always put in 100%. I also think they would say I am a fast learner. I'm always willing to take on new responsibilities. It doesn't have to be very specific. It can be generalized, but you want to talk about, you know, again the contribution. I I take ownership. I I'm going to be honest. I've made mistakes. I've made mistakes. When I take ownership and I never make the same mistake twice, I learn from them and grow. This is an honest, we want to be honest. We're both humans. If you don't think the person that you're talking to, you guys looking back at me have never made mistakes. Come on now. We've all made mistakes. It's okay to own up to those particular things. I'm not saying you need to specify what what they were and I'm not saying that you should say it was yesterday. I'm just saying we want to bring that human element that we've all been there. Number seven, why should we hire you over the other candidates? Now, this is, if you're an anxious interviewer, this question will send you over the cliff (laughs) in terms of anxiety, because it's like, well, most people don't like to toot their own horn. Most people are very humble, And when it comes to the interview, this has to go right out the window, has to go right out the window. So some things you could think about is while I'm passionate about the company and its mission, I think it's important to be excited about what you do. Right. And I want to work for a company that is doing something meaningful. I think whatever that company is, is doing just that. I also have a have a relevant experience to bring to the table. I've worked at two other companies before this one, and they were both very different, but taught me valuable skills that would help me in this particular position um, at one job and you can be more specific at one job I, I learned how to work with people while, who are different from me and on another job, I learned how to stay organized when there was a lot going on. Um, some of the examples I say is you know i'm honestly looking to work for a forward thinking company. I don't want to be on the back end of, of technology. I want to be on the forefront and I want to work for a company that has those same values. I'm looking for a company that believes in its people and invests back into them. I, I've i done some um, research on you all and it seems that that is one of your mission statements is collaboration, community, and and bringing that inclusivity to the table. That is exactly what I'm looking for. Obviously in the, in the normal day of the job, I, This is what I love. I love finding talent, connecting them with the right audience, connecting them to my roles, connecting them wherever, and uh, being a small piece of their story on the long journey to wherever they end up in their career. Again, this is just off the top of my head, but these are things examples of you want them to lean in, you want them to see the passion that you have for what you do, and you want them to see that this company aligns with what you're looking for, because that's what they're seeking. Is there a mutual alignment? When you have that opportunity to lean in and allow them to um, really say, wow, this person is all in. This person loves what they do. They're not gonna be that miserable employee that's like, I hate this, this and that and the other. I wanna hire them. They, they're gonna turn the team morale around. If as a leader, now, I'm going to take a second. As a leader, this is what you're seeking. Let's say you you have your team who is, um, you know, not, not performing at their highest peak. And now you need to kind of shift some things around. And the people now that you're hiring, a lot of people don't realize this. They're also looking for alignment. That comes from this exact question: What are why should we hire you? A person you can have all of the same qualifications, all of the same experience, work for the same companies, even. But how you answer this question will help them see how you're able to get uh, to influence that positivity. People want to hire people that influence positively. So how you answer that question is is very impactful. Very impactful on that. Okay. Number eight, and we have a few more to go. Um, if you're just now joining, we are in interview week. We are uh, today talking about how to, or excuse me, what questions are you know common questions of the interview and how to do them. Number eight. What are some of the ways you've grown professionally? This is just another opportunity to talk about yourself, how you've grown from where you began to where you are. And again, re-honing in on where you want to be. So this one's um, all about examples ready when the interview asks. Obviously, you want to make sure you have those. Um, You should have at least one example of when you took on a new responsibility at work or learned something new that helped you grow as a professional, even if it wasn't directly related to the job at hand. Um, for example, maybe it's taking a course or going to a conference or, you know, leading a project or, or whatever that has helped you grow professionally. This helps the interviewer and, and the team identify that you're invested in your own career. Because, again, I, I told you this all yesterday. I'll, I'll say it again today. The company wants to hire the best investment the company wants to hire their vet. you are their investment and they want to make sure whoever they decide to hire is the best investment so people who pour into themselves and i know that's kind of a, a an elusive term nowadays but people who want to grow professionally who go to these conferences, who go to these networking events, who take the time to participate in courses or read new books or whatever the case may be, they are intentionally learning more to grow themselves, which means they are going to be bringing new things to the company. These are things that uh, hiring managers want to see because that means you're invested in you. If I can see as a hiring manager, as a decision maker, that you're invested in yourself, that's one step closer to me wanting to invest in you as well. These are things you probably don't think about if you're just you know kind of going through the growing through the motions. But I want you to look at it from again your third person. I want you to almost be looking down at yourself and seeing yourself, wow, this makes sense because that's true, because it is right there. I'm sure there are hiring managers and decision makers in the in the chats today that can, can, can agree that it's important not just that you can do the job, but who do you bring to the table that I can't get from someone else? That I, I it keeps me up at night, and that I wanna hire this person so bad because they're gonna make my team so much better, right? Tell me a time when you had to deal with a difficult person. How did you handle it? Now, I want to shift into some of those tell me about a time uh, behavioral based questions because they are uh, just as important as the other ones we've discussed. Remember, yesterday we talked about the importance of going through the STAR methods, situation, task, action, and result. We want to hear the story. We want to hear how you communicate the story. Make sure you're drawing them a picture. These people do not know you. So don't expect them because you have this title that they just know you know how to do everything. That's not the case. They only know you for the 30 minutes they met you on the phone call. Make sure you're giving them a picture that shows them exactly what they want to see, which is that you are capable of doing the job. And this story tells them that. Don't give them hypothetical responses. Well, if I were in that position or what I would do, that is not what they want to hear. That is not what the hiring managers want to hear. They want to hear a story. When I worked at this company, I had X, Y, and Z. What I did was this, that, and the other. You need to give specifics so they know you're capable. Okay? Um, Number... 10 how would your co-workers describe you do you have any uh problems with office gossip or drama not a common question from the gossip or drama perspective but they may ask you how would your co-workers describe you um obviously you want to say things like collaborative the the key is to know what the mission values are of that company and tailor your response to what they're looking for so collaboration um you know i, I you know, I, I'm constantly asking how I can support my peers when I have the bandwidth, et cetera. Things like that. You want to make sure that they know that you're not just a, a leader in your space, but also you're, you're looking to make an impact and you're looking to help your peers improve as well. Number 11, and this is more so from a leadership perspective, uh, questions you might come across, but from an individual contributor, you may also see uh, those those questions as well. Hello, Ope. Um, Number 11, are you willing to take risks at work and learn from your mistakes? And if so, what's an example of one of those risks and how did you turn it around for you? Now, From a leadership perspective, this is going to be a key question to the interview process. The reason I say that is because a good leader is someone who is willing to take a risk, is willing to bet on their team, educatedly, you know, I'm not sure if that's a word, but you get the point. So you want to make sure that they completely are bought in as well. So when they ask you these particular questions, they're looking to make sure that you are willing to take those risks, and but at, at to what extent? So some responses would be, you know, after doing uh, some research, I realized, you know, it was uh, valuable for my team to participate in this particular project. We were able to come together, put together an SLA, et cetera, et cetera, blah, 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 blah. But again. It, you want to make sure that the, the end person listening to you also recognizes that you didn't just make it on a whim. You didn't just have that question based off of it felt good. That's not how you run a business, right? Your team, even if you're not the CEO, is a business. Your team helps the company continue to thrive. So you have that ownership. You're almost running your own business within a team, even if it's just a team of one or thousands. So Management wants to see that you're making educated um, bets, if you will, on the business, on yourself and on your team. Number 11, um, excuse me, that was number 11. Um, Number 12, what makes a good leader? This kind of goes back to what we, what I just mentioned. Uh, in my opinion, uh, these are questions that people are going to ask you whether you are a leader or not, because they also want to see what that collaboration and how you would mesh well with the team. So to me, you would say something like a good leader is someone who can inspire and motivate. Um, they're able to get people to believe in their vision. They're able to give clear direction and, and people to succeed. Some of you may say something like, well, you know, I'm looking for a a leader who gives me the ability to make my own mistakes, to uh, be able to um, lean in a little bit more, take lead and initiative on certain things, because some people don't want to be micromanaged, right? But in reverse, some people may say, you know, I I like to be, I want to have those calls on a regular basis with my manager. I want to be tuned in with my management. Both are correct answers, but it also helps them identify, is this the manager for you? am i the manager for you okay um and then the last one tell me about a time you faced a challenge and overcame it now I didn't give specifics to specific industries. Of course, I could be more specific about the tell me about a time behavioral based questions for each role. Um, But for this purposes of this podcast and for the show, I want to make sure that it's generalized for everyone to get something out of this. So uh, tell me about a time you faced a challenge. Remember, we want to give specific stories, even if it's an old story from when you were just starting out in the industry. That's still an answer. Um, You can even hone it. um, loop it back in. You know, when I first started in my career a decade ago, this is something I experienced. Today, however, I just went through the same thing and I was able to um, nip it in the bud right away. You know, obviously don't be general. That was a general response. That's an example of what I don't want to see. I want you to be specific. This is the project I worked on. This was the, you know, um, we were behind the deadline. I had to quickly, um, excuse me, I had to quickly lean in with my stakeholders on what can we, what fat can we trim in this project that's not absolutely necessary for this round. And we were still able to make deadline. We did uh, lay, push over that information over to the next um, quarter. Or I had to influence my leaders to um, add some contractors. We were due to some recent layoffs or whatever. Uh, we didn't have the manpower or People power, we'll say, uh, to to get the job done while still maintaining the importance of my my employees and my my team's work life balance. That is a key response because it's you're advocating for your people, but you're also meeting objectives and providing solutions to the possible problems that you're going to be receiving. The key is that as a leader, you know, and an individual contributor, you want to think ahead. You don't want to say the the project was due yesterday, and today you're just saying you had a problem, or today you're just now telling your management team why you didn't make the deadline. You need to think proactively, and when you have those SLA agreements, that's your time to say this isn't going to work. I I am the, the expert in this, and this is what I need to make it happen, okay? Was this helpful, you guys? Was this helpful? I hope so. Let's look at some of the comments we have here. Um, John says, my weakness, here's how I identified, and I think I've done an, um, done to improve on that. I wish people really understood that. It's a matter of what the goal is on the other end, and another person we can emphasize with that. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, not that I've interviewed people. I now understand the value behind this question. Very good. Good morning, Donald. Sean. Uh, let's see, enjoying this chat, been doing interviews for a while now, but never followed a corporate line of questioning. Definitely want to include some of these questions she's going through. Absolutely. These, these will help you um, to find out what a person will bring to the table. So I've learned from being, you know, in the interviewing space for so long and, and transitioning that into coaching, it's not always what a person says, that gets the answer. It's the question and how you ask it. And then almost some of those non things, you wanna make sure you're also asking those follow-up questions if you're not getting a good gauge. It's okay to ask it in a different way. People think differently so they may not understand the question. Give them that flexibility to say, okay, let me ask it in a different way. Um, this is great. I always held a philosophy of you're not just interviewing with the company, the is also interviewing you. So it's appropriate to ask questions you need to have answered, even if it's just knowing more about the culture and work environment or the growth plan, the finance strategy or whatever shrinks of interest to you. Absolutely. And this is what we talked about last week. You need to know what your deal breakers are. If one of your deal breakers is, I don't want to work with a company who is not thinking long-term as well, or is not on the cutting edge or doesn't offer that work-life balance, there are certain questions you have to ask to know if, if that's going to align with your objectives. OK. Uh, what's the best way to professionally gauge someone's vibes without being unprofessional? Vibes is a tough word for me from a professional side. Can you give me another word and I guess are you just trying to identify if it's going to be like a a, a mesh from personalities on the team that they fit the culture so I, I'm thinking about this from a couple of different perspectives I want to make sure from a compliance perspective that you know obviously we are not, providing unconscious bias to people, because experiences define a person. And so sometimes that may look different in in different aspects. So you want to be cautious on that. Ultimately, you just want to make sure that, um, for me, culture is inclusivity of course, will this person be inclusive? Will this person uh, be be limber in terms of change? Will this person be open to change? Many of us know, especially in a startup, Sean, there's changes are happening all the time. You're like, oh, today we're working on this. Ah, tomorrow we're working on this. And we're constantly changing, changing, changing. You have to make sure that that person is not one of those people that is like, i i'm stuck i'm frozen because i i can't quickly adapt for me that that would be a piece that's like okay well this person won't be a fit because they're not willing to make those those quick shifts they won't be they won't survive in this environment due to that there are some questions you can ask you know tell me about a time where you know you were working on a project let's say for 90 days and the scope changed how did you deal with that Some people will say, you know, it comes with it comes with the business and recruiting. That's that's the name of the game. You're working on a project for three months. You're you're looking for this candidate, blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden the uh, requirements change and now you're looking for someone different. It comes with the territory. But how a person responds is is important to identify. Okay, well, is it uh, is it natural to make that shift? Uh, Mohammed, good morning. Hello. Um, thank you for providing the time. I'm currently pursuing my master's in computer science and will soon be looking for internships opportunity. What is your advice for students to prepare interviews for internship new grad positions? You need to start doing the research today. You need to put a list together of all the companies that offer internships. This is just my, my opinion. Um, my clients, for example, I give them a spreadsheet to track the website, the key, the person that you need to be in contact with, who posted that position? This is this is probably one of the, the, uh, the gatekeepers, as I like to say. And then um, that way you have a plan on what they're looking for. Identify that. And then also um, just kind of keep afloat, uh, partner with your university. They typically have relationships with uh, particular businesses and com- corporations that they, they want to um, hire. Your professors should be able to also assist you, write you rec- letters of recommendation, but you need to be, this is the, the fastest thing you could do. Go on to LinkedIn, go on to Entra, type in um, university recruiter or university sourcer and just connect with everybody. They're the ones that are going to be posting when the time comes. Obviously, it's typically certain times of years, a certain time of year. You need to connect with them now. Start adding value now, start commenting on their posts now. That way, by the time uh, the fall comes around or whatever the next session is for internships, they remember you. It's not a forced relationship because you've, you've built the foundation now so that it's not so odd for you to slide in their DMs and say, hey, I noticed you just posted an internship. I'd love to be considered. This is exactly what I've been really searching for. Can we connect? Because they notice your name, because they notice the value you add to their community, they're going to be more likely to say, yeah, let's hop on a quick call. So build those relationships now, Muhammad, because that, again, this is my plan. We're thinking long term here. The relationships that you're fostering now will build relation will build wherever you're looking to go long term. You've got to be intentional. David says, please kindly throw some light on this question. If you could design your ideal job doing anything, what would your responsibilities be? Um, each person is going to answer this a little bit differently. Um, some people are going to add humor to it. Me personally, I would do. Hey, my ideal job is um, living on a beach house where I just wait for my boat driver to pick me up for breakfast every morning, and all I have to do is just sunbathe, you know. Um, but you know, that's kind of to bring up the the odd, probably stuffy part of the interview. Uh, typically, that happen sometimes. Um, but I would say, I would say that people will likely, or how I would answer it if I'm, I'm looking to be serious, is I know that I'm trying to respond with what they want to hear. Respond with what they want to hear. That may be an unpopular response, um, an answer to your question, but they're asking it because they want to hear you say, well, I would be Um, leading change. You know, I would build something that impacted communities. For me, coaching is that. When people ask me that, I say, well, honestly, I am, my tagline is helping everyday people, um, everyday leaders have live extraordinary lives. The things I look to do now are to help communities do that. I know that my coaching impacts a person at a time or groups at a time, but I want to influence millions. And it doesn't necessarily have to be me that does that. It can be that the people I'm touching touch someone else. Positively and build that change that we all want to see in our communities. So you can take it from that angle and provide that, you know, cure world hunger uh, part of, uh, you know, whatever. But that type of response also talks talks to the hiring manager about your passion for community, for inclusivity, for support, for leaning in to help others. These are all good traits of a person that you want on your team because when tough times get tough, you're likely going to raise your hand and say, what can I do to help? These are the type of responses that typically you'll want to see. It's just thinking, how does another person think? Because it's it's how you think. Typically, people are all thinking the same thing whether you like it or not. Right. So I have taken up a little extra uh, time today. I I hope it's okay that we went a little bit over, but this has been a really good episode. Thank you all so much for providing your input, for providing your context. Um, I, I really enjoy this. I really enjoy it. So thank you so much for joining. Today's episode is sponsored by Career Boss Academy. We are starting our 30-day program on Wednesday, tomorrow, July 20th. If you are participating in this live or you're watching the replay and you identify yourself as a person who needs support, these questions you had no idea even existed and you definitely did not know how to answer them, we do live mock interview coaching within my 30-day boot camp where you get to practice. The only way that you're going to improve in the interview process is by stretching that muscle and doing it live. If you're looking for someone to professionally do that with you, that is what this 30-day program will also provide. It's not just the interview. We also cover negotiation. We talk about um, finding uh, the ideal role for you. We talk about how to get more job offers in 30 days. This program is for you if, if, if that is where you struggle, and but you know that that's where you want to go. You need those more offers in 30 days. We have Talent Acquisition Week coming up next week, July 25th through the 29th. Um, If you are interested in participating and signing up, if you're in the talent acquisition space, I'm going to be speaking on engagement, how to engage with your audience, how to captivate them from a recruiting perspective, how to get them to respond. Uh, So if you want to participate, go to talentacquisitionweek.com, sign up. I will see you there. There's going to be many amazing speakers on the lineup. And then... um, Lastly, I hope you guys have a fantastic week, a fantastic Tuesday. I will see you tomorrow bright and early at 11 a.m. Eastern. And thanks again for joining Lantern Talk Live. Have a good one. Bye.